morning, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Casey, another edition of Sip of Coffee with Casey, where we take out 10 minutes, talk to buyers and sellers about what's going on in the real estate market. This morning, I have Pam Mooney, one of our top producers at the Casey Sampson team with us. So thanks for coming. Welcome. Um, you know, Pam's really an expert at working with buyers with new homes. Now, if there was a box of horror stories with builders, that box would fill this entire room of horror stories with buyers. So we want to go over the, you know, do you need representation? How does this whole thing work? What are some of the pitfalls that, that Pam sees? Because, you know, right now we're in an inventory crunch and there's not a lot of resale homes out there. And so buyers are naturally looking at new homes. Correct. Okay. And um, a lot of times a buyer will walk in and think if they go by themselves, they save money. Correct. So let's talk about a couple of reasons why, you know, you know, let's start with the new homes, where they find them, why you need representation. Well, let's start with the representation. I'll give you one quick example. My nephew, Mike Miller is going out looking for a new home and he's looking in my daughter's neighborhood over in uh, Percival. And they, and it's a beautiful neighborhood, big houses. They've got eagles that fly around that neighborhood. It's a great place. But Mike decided he didn't want to buy in there because he didn't like the sales agent. And the sales agent was whatever. Like, he didn't like the sales agent. This is why. You can't let a sales agent Represent affect you your decision-making process. Are they trying to screw you over? Yes, that's their job. That's what they get paid for. So, and when I say screw you over, I mean they represent the builder, not the buyer. So you may look at a new home, and I'm sure you go into yes. new homes, and let, let's talk about walking into the model homes and basically what of that conveys when you buy this, you know. Right, so when you walk into a model home, I'm, I mean, all the buyers now are visual, so it looks beautiful. Everything is perfect. Um, they've upgraded a majority of the items. So it's it's like a hook. Right. Pulls you right in. It is. And you get very excited. And so the buyers start talking to the representatives. And the most important thing to do is when you walk around a model home that you've finally found that you are interested in, then have them walk through every room and tell you, is this an upgrade or is this standard? I mean, they'll have a sheet for you that'll say this and this and this, and a lot of it is commercial names and you really don't understand. So when you walk in and they say, oh, well, no, this is a bump out of six feet. This is $20,000 more. Oh, well, shoot. You know. Well, that's going to cost you. Yeah. So make sure you have them walk you through the whole home and say, you know, is this countertop upgrade? Is this toilet upgrade? How many lights do I get in this one room? Because when you finally get to the point where you have to go pick these out, your cost has gone beyond any expectations that you've met. So it's really important to know what you get when you're in that model. Well, home. basically, you've put up a $40,000 deposit, right. which is non-refundable. Right. And then you start finding out the surprises. Right. right. I even have my buyers, which is um, and a, kind of a key thing to do is, because now a lot of times the builder will say, well, you can't go to the showroom until, you can go view it on one day a week and blah, 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 but they're so busy, they may not be able to tell you pricing. So what I do is I have my buyers um, sit down and kind of decide, 
how they want to upgrade, and then give a list and have that rep tell you potential a roundabout number that this is going to cost you in the long run. So that gives you a better idea of where your final pricing is. And then we're going to talk a little bit about where that fits in the appraisal value, too, as far as builders, because that can be a little scary, too. Well, you, you, there's a big difference between somebody that does this every day and somebody right. that's looking for a house. Right. You don't want to bother them. Right. We do. Yeah. You know, we know what to ask, how to negotiate, where the price should be, yeah. what's already built in. So this is a massive uh, project. It's one of the biggest, right. it's the right. biggest investment you'll ever make. So you really need to ask the right questions, make sure you have them all answered right. before you sign on a contract. Now, they may say there's only two left and I got three people coming in to look at yeah. them and, and talk you into this. But we have absorption rates. We know what's coming out. We right. know what the market is. Right. We know what the prices are. In fact, uh, in one, we negotiate a $40,000 reduction. They, they, we, re we did a $40,000 reduction in pricing even though they had a realtor. So we got to negotiate right. the price because we knew uh, a little bit more about that. And, and Kelly, this is a Kelly experience. But it's also, right. if you get carried away with the um, upgrades, upgrades. Yep. you can find yourself doing so many upgrades into the house that the house cannot appraise for what you bought right. for. Right, right. Yeah, and the, and the other thing is um, you want to make these decisions like this is where I'm talking mostly about a single-family home of course there's condos new construction condos and there's not as many upgrades as there are um, but you need to when you're doing like a condo or townhouse area you need to look at resale too because we um, I have some new construction people that end up having to move after a couple years so you want to decide when you want to buy into new construction. Being the last house or the second to the last house and picking lots, there's a lot that goes into it. So we really like to sit down and talk about the whole package, whether you have to sell in order to buy this new construction, right. where you could live during that time frame, because they do want a percentage down. If you can't afford to buy without selling, there's different ways to work around the whole situation. So we're there to help you plan out the whole event because each each um, new construction is different some they have move-in readies some they have ready in six months if you're doing well in septic that could take over a year yeah. to get it done well we so, have a, a person yeah. uh, Morgan and I met with somebody yesterday that has been delayed two years I mean two years because of uh, yeah. so you know he's really scrambling on what to do because they keep moving it off and moving it off and this is Centerville and it is a well and septic situation yeah. but Permitting. so there are those risks there are those things but I want to whip back to this appraisal one time uh, I get a call from a from a, uh, someone I know frantic about oh, yeah. um, they were buying a house they had forty thousand dollars up that's all they had and the appraisal the week before settlement came in and it came in $27,000 yeah. under. So the buyer had this choice. Put up $27,000 or lose the $40,000. Put up twenty seven dollars by yep. Friday. Or lose the $40,000 you have put up that house. Right. She was not represented. So the problem is we as realtors, we get this after the fact. Right. 
and say there's nothing you can do. These clauses weren't put in the contract. There is no protection for you. It is what it is. Well, of course, what happened was she got carried away with her upgrade, which caused the house not to appraise. Right. And, you know, we put in upgrades that we know will appraise and really lighten up on right. the upgrades that are not going to help an appraisal. So, so you really need to be cautious. Again, a builder will say, well, use my settlement title company, use my yeah. lender, and yeah. use my everything. Well, when they do that, imagine you have six professionals on this side. And on this side, you have one buyer who's never done this before. And those six people do it every single day. And this buyer is all on their own. What they try and do is separate you from a professional that does it every day. And that's just wrong. The buyer, if a buyer wanted to buy one of our listings, can they write the contract to us? They must prove that they're an experienced buyer. They know what they're doing. They've been through a home sale process at least three times. So, so they can defend themselves. They know what they're looking right. at. Big boys and girls, they know what they're doing. But for six professionals to gang up on somebody that may be buying their first or second house is just wrong. And so you do need representation. It's built into the price of the house. So contact yeah. Pam, contact Kelly, contact people that have been through this before. Right. And, um, and get some representation before you go out there. And you can't walk into a house and look around and then get a realtor. What you have to do is you have to talk to the realtor first, get some cards and say, I'm represented by this agent the first time you walk in. So at least tell them you're represented by an agent. Absolutely. And, and if you're going to sign anything, say, yes, I am. I'm yeah. Whether you're represented or not, say, I'm represented right. by an agent. That's true. You don't have to tell them who it is the That's first right. time. Yeah. It, it's, I will say this. It's almost like with the policeman. I want a lawyer. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the police I don't go, have oh. one. <laughs> hey, I watch Joe Kent every day. If they don't want a lawyer, Joe Kent is going to get that information out of you. But if they have a lawyer, they can't do that. Right. So you really do need to get represented. It is one of the biggest things that you're uh, going to do. So, um, all right, so let's talk about um, uh, the process of inspections, okay? True. Now, the inspections are a big deal, and, and again, they, people make you think like you're an idiot. Oh, what are you talking about? We're not going to, uh, this is the proper, this is code, this is what we do. Right. We have an inspection prior to this. We have an inspection, we have a home inspector come out and finish, walk that property right. as well, because... They can find things that a builder, to an inexperienced buyer, can just slough right through. Oh, yeah, there's a nick in the paint. We'll paint that. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about things that are not wired properly. I'm talking about things that are missing. I'm talking about things right. that are not built to code. So there are certain things that you need to have an inspection prior to drywall going in, right. prior to buying the house, you know, that you need to have. So Right. That's very important. I mean, they... The builders have made it a little difficult for you to have your home inspector there, but you are allowed to do it, and you just have to provide their license, which is great. It's very important to have it not only pre-drywall um, to find anything, but the final as well. I've had many times where the people have drywalled over electrical outlets, light lighting in the ceiling, covered up items that were important later that people don't figure out, air conditioning vents, that are, you're not looking at that. You're so excited about your new bling. Right, you know, you're right. not looking at the, the function of the home. And it's very important to get 
um, it checked out. They, and the builder will say, oh, well, we're, we're um, inspected by the county and everything's been, well, no. We, I think it's really important to get your own person in there as well. It, it really is. I mean, I would say that on a new home, and I'm looking over your shoulder, that home over there was built by Tom Stotts, which is by far the best, you know, is a right. very, very good builder in Vienna. Top quality, top everything. And there's 42 items on an inspection list. So, you know, with most builders that I sell their house, somebody will inspect the new home. It will have yeah. 25 or 30 items on that. Even the best builders are going to have those items. So it is not um, out of character. No. It is not out of protocol to get an inspection on a new house. In fact, those are the ones that really need the inspection in. Is the grading away from the property? Are there True. any cracks? Are there anything? I mean, that house is touched by no less than 20 or 30 different contractors. Yeah, subcontractors. And their subcontractors are coming in, they're doing what they got to do and moving on. And when you talk about production builders, they're focusing on production, producing, right. getting that house done, get it done, get it done, get it done. So the only person that's really focused on representing you is you. And if you haven't done it a lot, then you need a realtor standing by your side. Let them do it. Let them play bad cop. Yeah. When there's Love good it. cop, bad cop, sometimes the buyer says, "Well, I don't want to. I don't. Right. I don't really want to make them mad." I've had we will clients before say to me, "Please don't ruin this transaction for me." And I'm like, "No, this is this is normal. You know, yeah. this yeah. is what we're, we're going to get you." It's normal protocol. Normal protocol. So, if you're not represented, first of all. You need to get a good realtor that has experience with new homes. Then look at the inventory, the standing inventory of resales. Compare that to the new homes. I will say this. If you're going to buy a new home, plan on being there for at least 10 to 15 years. Because there is, a, there is a bump in, in, you know, when you buy a new home, you buy for this. But it will, the, the resale value of a lot of new homes, I'm talking townhouses and condos, will go down slightly when the first resales right. come on the market. And that is because you got to pick everything, you got to do everything, yeah. you paid all this extra money for these things, but the next buyer may not be willing to buy that. So, so usually you find that the resale market after year two or three is not as strong as that new home price that you thought you were going to get. So, you know, I have seen, you know, prices go down, you know, three, four, five percent. So. Be very smart. Right. And, and also, when you're talking with a realtor, the first thing we need to know is where you're going to buy. Is this a growing area? Are there employment centers? What are the schools right. around here? Let's say you buy a townhouse and you have no kids, but within five years you have two kids. Now you're thinking about elementary schools, and you bought in a bad elementary school district. Right. And now you're finding yourself having to move. So, so we got to think through this whole process the when whole you thing. first have your interview. Yeah.